Welcome to the Fit Vegan Podcast, the show where we help you optimize your health, fitness, and mindset on a whole food plant-based lifestyle. My name is Maxim Seguin. I am a former triathlete, powerlifter, bodybuilder, and basketball player. I've been vegan for nine years. I've also been able to coach over 350 vegans from 20 different countries to completely transform their bodies and their health. I'm excited for you to listen to today's episode. Let's get into the show. All right. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fit Vegan Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the 10 things you must know if you're new to vegan fitness. So basically, this episode is for those of you that are vegan and then are starting to work out. For those of you guys that are working out and are looking to transition to veganism, and there's a little bit of uncertainty as to how you should feel yourself and how you should be training to continuously um, see progress in your physique, in your body recomp, in your muscle gaining phase, and whatever you're currently training for, right? So we're going to go over 10 different things that are going to help you move to that next level with certainty that you're going to get those results, right? So the number one thing is you need to know that you don't need a special workout because you are now vegan, right? That's something that, that I hear commonly makes me laugh a little bit, but it's fine. I get it. I was the same way when I first started working out and went vegan because I was, I was a bodybuilder and power lifter for almost 10 years before I transitioned. And so I understand that there's a bit of a fear of losing some muscle mass and that potentially the workout needs to be different, but it actually doesn't, right? Because you going vegan is actually not a downgrade in terms of your fuel and your nutrition, but it's actually an upgrade because you're going to reduce your level of inflammation. So therefore you're going to recover faster. You're going to be able to train harder. And you're going to be able to see more progression. So you don't know thing. Number one is you don't need a special workout. So just stick to your regular training plan. If you're someone that is training properly. So what I mean, training properly is someone that is strength training a minimum of three times per week. You could be doing four, you could be doing five, you can be doing six, depending on your training split or depending on what goal you're training for. But if you're starting to work out and you're currently vegan, minimum three strength training sessions per week. An easy structure to start with is three full body workouts per week. So let's just say on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, you have a day break in between and focusing on big compound movements. If you have no idea what I'm talking about in terms of compound movement, workout splits, how to structure your workout with progression so they continuously see results, then feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. Would love to answer your questions. Would love to help you with that. But for the sake of this podcast, we're going to not dive into the workout component. But thing number one is you don't need for special workouts. So just continue with your workout. If you don't have one, three strength training sessions minimum per week. There's nothing that needs to change from a strength training aspect when you go vegan. Point number two is you need to focus on, sorry, focus on diversity of food, right? So I'm not saying focus on diversity of food just for protein. I'm talking for all types of food. So don't always eat brown rice, right? Eat jasmine rice, eat black rice, forbidden rice, wild rice, eat different types of fruits, different types of vegetables, different types of nuts and seeds, eat your avocados, right? You want to make sure that you vary everything. There's a multitude of reasons for that. Number one is you want to get a wide variety of vitamins and nutrients for your body to make sure that you cap off everything that your body needs, that your body has all the building blocks that it needs in order to rebuild a strong, healthy body and to refuel from your training. And the other part is also is going to help you build a healthier gut microbiome and to help building a healthier gut microbiome comes through diversity of food, right? So that'll be point number two. Point number three is you want to focus on protein. So I see so many people that are vegan that are starting to work out and that they think that they need more protein um, 
than they actually need. And then on the flip side, there's people who are like, well, I heard if I go whole food plant-based, I don't really need to focus on protein. I'll just get all the protein that I need through food. All right. So there's, we need to be right in the middle. If you look at the bodybuilder, bodybuilder world, they tell you to eat one gram of protein per pound of body weight. That is way too much. If we look at the science, you're looking at 1.2 gram to two gram per kg of body weight, right? So if you're in pounds, you for example, you're Canadian, like me, uh, in pounds, you can grab 200 pounds, you can divide it by 2.2, you're gonna have your weight in kg. And that amount, you're gonna do, do times 1.2, two to two gram per kg of body weight range, right? Depending on what you feel comfortable with eating and what's doable with the amount of calories that you're gonna be eating, which we're gonna talk about later on. But you wanna focus on protein. There needs to be an emphasis on protein and you're going to notice that it will be uh, a bigger chunk of your plate compared to what you're used to if you've been vegan or whole food plant-based for a long time. But at the end of the day, protein is the thing that makes the biggest difference in terms of you building muscle, which by definition will improve your body composition because we're going to lose fat and increase muscle, which means shift in body composition, which means it can't happen without protein because you need the combination of amino acids in the protein in order to recover from your strength training session. So there needs to be an emphasis on your protein. So just simply identify your target. Like I mentioned, 1.2 grams per two gram per kg of body weight. Now, some of you may have seen the 0.8 gram per kg of body weight that's floating around out there on the studies and in some of the vegan books. That is only if you're a non-active individual, right? And this podcast episode is for those of you guys that are actually working out, that are looking to become fitter, more performant, and improve your body composition. So the 0.8 gram per kg of body weight doesn't apply to you because you're not someone that's just going for walks every day. You're someone that's actually actively trying to lose fat, build muscle, improve your body composition, become fitter, strengthen your bone and become just a better version of yourself, right? So identify your target and then focus on protein. Now that we're focusing on protein, it brings us to point number four. You want to focus on protein diversity, right? You don't always want to eat tofu or always eat tempeh or always eat edamame or always eat lentils for your food. Protein diversity is extremely important because like we talked about earlier in the diversity of foods, very important in terms of gut health, but also of nutrient variety that you're going to be getting. The nutrients you get from lentils are going to be different from ones you get from tofu or tempeh or edamame or natto, right? They're going to make it, there's going to be a huge difference. You guys will notice, I don't say seitan often. I don't like to consume seitan. I don't recommend it to, to my members in the program from time to time. There's nothing wrong. I just don't like to make it a reliable source of protein in your day-to-day -day nutrition. So you want to focus on diversity of protein for that reason, which again, now will bring me to point number five, which is soy is good for you. A lot of you have heard that soy is non-beneficial for the body. It's actually unhealthy. So I'm going to address this point from a male and female perspective, because we have a pretty even split in the audience. So from a male aspect, right, a lot of men are scared to eat soy because there's some people saying that it raises estrogen levels in the body. The estrogen in soy is not in the estrogen level, uh, estrogen hormone like the women have. It's phytoestrogen. It's a plant estrogen, which interacts differently with the body. So a lot of people that heard that consuming soy is bad for you. For the men, they're scared of having man boobs or man breasts. This won't happen if you consume soy. There's been several studies done on people that have consumed higher amounts of soy to prove that point. And there was actually an increase in testosterone level right? It was not a significant increase in testosterone level, but it just goes to show that it actually increased your testosterone level instead of decreasing it. Like most people think that it would. 
And from a woman, from a, a women perspective, right? A lot of the concerns are with high levels of estrogen, there's causes of breast cancer. So it's actually preventative of breast cancer and actually preventative for prostate cancer for men. For women, there's, there's estrogen receptors in the breast. And there is bad forms of estrogen, which if you drink out of plastic bottle, you use bad skincare, pollution in the environment. If you eat meat, if you smoke, if you drink alcohol, there's bad estrogen that come from these things that come into your body. Those bad estrogens are going to attach to the receptor on the breast and going to drive your estrogen hormones into your body. And then in the future with compounding effect could lead to you having breast cancer or some health issues like that. Soy, what it does, because it is a phytoestrogen is a plant estrogen. It doesn't have that effect on the body for women. So what it does is when you consume soy, it goes into the body, it will latch on to those estrogen receptors that are on the breast. So that when those bad receptors come to attach themselves, those receptors have already been filled and have nowhere to go and therefore will be flushed out of the body. So it is actually beneficial for you to consume soy from a man and women perspective. Right. And then the studies show, I think I was talking with Dr. Matthew Nagra, who I think the, the science, the study was, they tried to see what was the highest amount of soy you can consume per day. And I think the study that there was 17 servings of soy. So basically like 17 cups of milk or 17 blocks of tofu, right? Obviously they create some variety in the form of soy that the person was consuming during the study, but even at 17 servings a day, they saw no difference, right? The person was completely healthy. It actually helped to strengthen their bone and made them healthier. It helped them balance their hormone. There's a lot of health benefits of consuming soy products. Obviously, I'm not telling you to consume 17 servings of soy. This was just a study that they did in order to discover what's the upper limit, basically, which there wasn't. But like I mentioned, protein diversity is more important. So if you focus on protein diversity, you're not going to be eating that much soy every day anyways. I personally consume one pound of soy per day, which is basically one block of tofu. I've been doing that for almost the past nine years since I've been vegan, right? Never had any issues. My blood work is amazing, completely healthy. And remember his blood work are amazing and completely healthy as well. So that was point number five. Point number six is that there's no need to combine your amino acids when you're looking to hit your protein goals for the day, right? This is an old research that came out a very long time ago. Honestly, I think it was just people that were trying to bring down veganism where you guys probably heard that you need to combine your black bean and your rice together so that it's a complete amino acid profile so that your body can actually absorb it. So here's the thing. Your body has a pool of amino acid in its body. And so if you consume a form of protein, and there's missing amino acids, your body will just go into that pool of amino acid, grab what it needs, make it a complete source of protein and absorb it. All right. And so how you replenish that pool of amino acid is by you focusing on diversity of food so that you can stock up those different amino acids that your body needs when it needs them. All right. So if you want to think of it as like a little bank of amino acid, and when everything, every transaction comes through needs to be $10. And if a transaction comes in as $8, it's going to go in the bank, grab $2, make it complete so that it can go through the exact same thing with your amino acids. So you don't need to combine your amino acids to make sure you get a complete source of protein. I'm just putting this in, in air quote here. All right. So eat the food that you want, hit your protein number with all the sources of protein you're going to have available to you. Again, there's tofu, tempeh, natto, edamame, lentils, so many different types of bean, chickpea, different types of grain. There's protein and vegetables as well, nuts and seed. There's so many forms of protein that you can consume on a day-to-day -day basis, have fun with it, try different flavors, but just focus on diversity and hitting that metric for the day, which is extremely important. If you struggle to hit your protein number for the day, it means that you're prioritizing other types of food before your protein. 
you need to make sure you hit your protein because genuinely that is the biggest thing that will make a difference in you actually being able to build muscle and improve your body composition, whether that is to just get jacked or whether that is to get healthy and have stronger bones and just feel good in your older age, right? So focus on hitting your protein per day. If you have a hard time hitting it, cut back on some of your, your fats and calories you're spending elsewhere to make sure that you hit that number. Cause that will make, that's what will make the biggest difference in terms of overall health and change in your body. All right. So that was point number six that you don't need to combine your amino acids. Point number seven is that if you are cutting or bulking or hungry, since going vegan, you can bulk up your meals with more vegetables. I actually just answered that on my Instagram. We do a Q and a every single Monday on Instagram. And someone was asking like, what's the best vegetables to bulk up your meals with if you're cutting? So when you're cutting, you're going to go to calorie deficit. You might have some moments of hunger, which I'm currently in that stage right now. I'm an 800 calorie deficit, but over the span of 11 weeks, right? We just didn't jump straight to that. My go-tos are dark leafy greens, right? You want to focus on kale, arugula, collard greens, spinach. You want to have some lettuce in there, but some other ones that aren't dark leafy greens, um, mushrooms, zucchini, and cauliflower are great to add to any dish to increase the amount of volume. There's higher amounts of fiber and nutrients in there. So your nutrient receptors in your gut will be satisfied because there's more fiber. Your gut will be satiated a lot faster. And from a psychological standpoint, when you look at your food, there will be a lot more volume. So you feel like you're actually eating more, but it's not a lot of calories. All right. So this point number seven that you must know when you're getting into vegan fitness, you can bulk up your meals with vegetables. Vegetables are basically free calories. There's very little to like almost no calories in vegetables and they're loaded with nutrients and they're really good for you. So don't be afraid to bulk up your meals with vegetables. Point number eight is you need to identify your calorie goal, right? As much as people have tried to debunk that, as much as people have tried to find ways around calorie counting or tracking or having an awareness of how much you're eating, no one has been able to refute the fact that if you're over your calories, you're going to put on weight. If you're under your calories, you're going to lose weight. There's no way for you to eat above your calorie maintenance and lose weight. It's impossible. Just like there's no way for you to go under, well, actually there's a way for you to go under your calories and put on weight. If you have a really slow metabolism, which we can fix through reverse dieting, which we do in our program. Right. But that's a whole other conversation, but there's a point number eight, you need to identify your calorie goals. What I recommend you do is you go on Google and you type T D E E total daily energy expenditure calculator. You go on there, you enter your height, your age, your level of activity, right? Do you work out three to five times a week, four times? Do you not work out at all? Are you inactive? Is your job sedentary? Do you sit like, do you sit all day? Are you moving around for your job? Put that in there and it'll pump you out a number of an average number of calorie of someone that is your height, your body fat, like your weight, your age, your level of activity should eat to consume. Again, this is just a theoretical number, but it's a great place to start. So grab that number. If you're trying to lose weight, minus 200 calorie deficit. If you're trying to put on weight, plus 200 calorie deficit. And then what I recommend that you do is that you track your calories for a few days at least. So you have an awareness of where you're positioning yourself and what your natural hunger is, All right? Because some of you guys want to put on some weight, and then I, we track your eating for a day and you're under eating by 2000 calories because you feel like you're full. Well, okay, well, we need to stretch out the stomach and we need to focus on different food choices, right? So instead of having a bunch of salad, let's make a Buddha bowl with some grains, some avocados and nuts and seeds on top of it. Maybe a little peanut sauce, right? You get to rack up the calories a lot faster. Because you guys are looking to lose weight, you feel like you're not eating a lot. But when we look at your food, you're overeating by a thousand calories because you're putting a lot of sauce into some of those heavier, fattier foods like nuts and seeds and avocado, and you're cooking with a ton of oil. 
Um, just as a little disclaimer, some of you guys are cooking with oil as if it was water. Those calories count, right? So actually cook with water and not oil. Stop treating oil as water. That's what's making you guys put on a bunch of weight and not see any progression in your fat loss, right? So identify your amount of calories, go into deficit by 200. If you want to lose over by 200, if you want to gain point number nine, do cardio to help you have a strong heart and pump more vitamins and nutrients into the rest of your body, right? You can look as lean as you want. You can be as fit as you want. You can look fit. You can have the biggest bicep, the flattest stomach, the roundest ass. But if your heart is weak, you're still going to die earlier, right? So it's important to do cardio. If you have a negative association to cardio, just call it heart training. But you need to have a strong heart in order for you to live a long time. You don't want to die young with a nice body. You want to live a long time with a nice body. So you need to make sure you train your heart. And if you have a stronger heart, you'll be able to be more efficient with the way that it's pumping. And that's what actually moves the nutrients around in your body. So it's actually very essential, right? You're going to be eating a lot of nutrients. You want to make sure you're moving the stuff around in the body. So point number nine is you want to include cardiovascular exercise. Even if you're looking to gain weight, you're looking to build muscle, always include heart training into your plan. Now, lastly, and point number 10, right? This one is more of a, a piece of advice for you. Um, again, coach over 350 vegans. I've been in the fitness space for over, oh man, how long has it been? I would say 16 years, almost 17 years now. Um, I've done all the transformation you can ever think of with my body. The biggest thing is be patient and have fun in the kitchen. If you don't like what you're doing for your exercise, you're not going to stick with it. If you don't like the food that you're eating, you're not going to stick with it. If you're always eating boring food, you're not going to stick with it and you're not going to see any results. You're going to find for another cookie cutter, quick scam. That's going to make you lose 10 pounds in two days, right? So stop looking for those because they don't work. They're just costing you money and time and honestly, just harming your metabolism and causing it to slow down more and more every single year. And then you're wondering why you're barely eating. And as soon as you look at a piece of lasagna, you put on some weight. That's because you messed up your metabolism over several years. All right. So point number 10 is be patient and have fun in the kitchen. Right. So I'm just going to reiterate them for you, reiterate them for you. Um, no need for special workout, minimum three strength training sessions a week. Point number two, focus on diversity of food for your gut health and overall nutrient consumption. Point number three is focus on protein. Identify your target that 1.2 grams to two grams per kg of body weight. Point number four is focus on protein diversity, right? Switch it up between tofu, tempeh, natto, edamame, some lentils, beans. It's so many different types of beans, chickpeas and grains and nuts and seeds. Point number five, soy is good for you for men and women. Unless you have like hypothyroidism, you have a condition like that, then it's a different conversation. But for the majority of the population, soy is good for you unless you have a known allergy or known condition that doesn't allow you to consume soy. Point number six, there's no need to combine your amino acids. So think about the bean and rice story. Point number seven, bulk up your meals with veggies if you're hungry. Again, just free calories right there, tons of nutrient density. Point number eight is identify your calorie goals. If you want to lose weight or gain weight, if you don't do that, then you're just kind of spitballing. It's it, you not knowing how many calories you're eating is kind of like you making money every month and just spending without ever looking at your budget, right? Do you know if you overspend or do you know if you underspend, All right? You have no freaking idea. Like, are you going to go broke in four months or are you actually going to be putting a lot of money aside? You need to know how much you're eating because um, tracking your calories or having an awareness of your food is just like budgeting. 
Point number nine is do cardio to help have you a strong heart. So you can put more nutrients in your body, be healthier, live longer. And point number 10 is be patient and have fun in the kitchen. Cause if you don't enjoy what you're doing, it's not going to be sustainable and you're not going to stick with it and see the results. All right. So guys, I hope this episode was helpful for the 10 things you must know. If you're new to vegan fitness, if you'd like me to dive more into depth into some topics I talked about today, feel free to let me know on Instagram or on Facebook, tag me on Instagram story. If you're sharing um, the podcast, would love to repost you. Thank you very much for all the love and support. And as you know, summer is right around the corner, which means my birthday is right around the corner, June 20th. It's coming up really fast. But for those of you guys, I want to kickstart your transformation, um, and that are ready to go to the next level. You want to learn how to actually thrive as a vegan, how to properly feel yourself. You want your very own personalized training program to bring you to the next level. So that we can ensure there's progression and no plateau and for you to actually have the body that you want once and for all in your life, right? If you have a slow metabolism, we'll help you speed it up first then dive into a fat loss, but we're here for you. So in the description, there is a link for you to book your free consultation call. If you go on there, you have the opportunity to book a call with one of our fit vegan goal setting coaches. It might be with me as well. Or it might be with our amazing uh, coach, Kyle, who again, is just amazing at helping you get on track and get very clear as to what needs to happen in order for you to crush your goal. So go on there, book your free consultation call. We'd love to have a conversation with you. And I hope you guys have an amazing day and an amazing weekend. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode and would like to support, please share it with others that would benefit from it. Share it on social media and be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at Maxim underscore official and on YouTube at FitVegan. The links will also be in the show notes. I'll see you in the next episode.